Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. Whew, well, I can clearly tell you that it's been a pretty eventful week. I mean, things are kind of light here on the J360 Jams front. Maybe I'll actually stick to one hour on that show this week. Wait, what's this on my email? Oh my god! Look at all this stuff just all over the place. <laughs> wow, no wonder. All the songs are over here. Everything's just piled in. Well, I did say the deadline was Thursday, and you guys did not disappoint. No sleep tonight, apparently. But you know what? Hey, I didn't want to see the sun tomorrow anyway. And with good reason, because it's a double special tonight. Welcome to the J-Man Show here on... J360 Radio. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to the J-Man Show again for episode 192. It's a double special. You know, I used to do these things for you guys um, way, way back in the day. Some of you veteran J360 Legionnaires actually know about that. Whereas some of y'all that are new, yeah, I do them every so often. Like, sometimes it could be for any single j 360 base show out there. If I give you two episodes a week, you know, it's usually a double special. Now, before you go ahead and try to say, is the power play counting in that? The power play usually is two episodes. Usually. But no. It's a little different. And, like, when it goes with, like, the J360 radio shows, it's usually pretty different. Like, say, like, if there was a Hangouts episode, God forbid, and that gets spliced into two parts. <laughs> you know. Little things like that. But, hey. What can I say? I love doing these things for you guys. And it was high time that I got about doing one now anyway. Well, would this be in the fifth season and all? And if I sound a little different tonight, I also wanted to take a little R&D and work with a portable setup, which is why this is called the Portable Production. Yep, I'm not in any single part of the studio right now. I am actually on the other side of the J360 house, and I'm watching Columbo. You know, I love Columbo, man. You know what I mean? The way he just goes about and he wears down the suspect, because, see, it's a little different. This is a how to catch him instead of a who done it. You know what I'm saying? If you haven't seen Columbo before, like, actually take the time and go ahead and go on Peacock and, um, you know, stream him. He's pretty cool, especially with legendary Peter Falk playing as him. Like, and you can just see, like, these are usually made-for-TV movies compiled into like a series format and it's very cool like you know one way or another this is what we need we need more mysteries like this we need more things like this i mean sure some of y'all will probably say well you know jay they got those cop shows they got like special victims unit all that kind of stuff yeah 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 i know but there's just um I don't know how to put it. I mean, like, it feels like there's kind of a drought when it comes to this sometimes. Like, it's not saying that the movies aren't made. It's just saying that they come about every so often. They don't come like they used to do, like, frequently. I think the last uh, detective movie I've seen kind of like this was either that reboot of The Bone Collector or maybe when the Taken series was floating around. But then again, that's not really detective, but it is a thriller, so it does count. 
this is one of those kind of things. Like, I, I just would like to see a more iconic character come out of that. But then again, who wouldn't be more iconic than Liam Nielsen, you know, before the incident and the uh, phone recording and all that crap? Just, you know, just saying. <laughs> unless you're like me, you know, unless you're like some of the other people that will, you know, go after these people, deplatform and um, cancel them out. You know, I'm one of those kind of people that try to split the difference between the main person and the acting craft, if you get what I'm saying. And you see, um, like, a lot of people hate Woody Allen now because of reasons. I'm not I'm not trying to delve into that stuff too much because I could delve into the controversy of things, but I'd rather talk about, like, the shows, the movies, the, the entertainment that surrounds us that, we, you know, we either invest in, indulge in, or what, you know, what have you. That's what it's about right now tonight. I mean, because I don't, I don't feel like it, man. Like, you know, it, it's just the same way with that Gina Carano thing and Lucasfilms, right? It, and nobody won that. Nobody's winning it now. It's still going on one way or another. It's either they're getting caught or she gets caught in something. And chances are it's going to get deeper and deeper until, you know, you didn't get the series you was looking for. You didn't get the entertainment value other than, like, people in real life just being foolish. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that whole thing to me is just above and beyond stupid. Kathleen Kennedy should not be in charge of Lucasfilms. And the way Gina Carano is about going about being put on this pedestal as Miss Conservative ain't helping the conservatives look good because they already look horrible. You see what they're doing in office already. One way or another, it's a tennis match that nobody wants and things are not getting done. So, you know. Kind of the usual with government. <laughs> and it's sad as hell and among other things but going back to what i'm saying though is i'm looking at it now like paramount plus is coming now well it was cbs all access but now it's paramount plus so more stuff's coming along i'm gonna go ahead and test that out too i mean I, i've had my disney plus subscription i went ahead and i let that go because i wanted to go ahead and keep up with other subscriptions Kind of right now, I got a Peacock Premium, and I'm just, like, loving that. You know what I'm saying? At best, you know, you want to have, like, a little control sphere when it comes to the content that you ingest daily. And then I always wonder this. Like, as we are getting more and more streaming networks along, we never really left cable. We went into another form of cable, if you think about it. And not only that, but as every single area has their own streaming network, you think the market's more oversaturated now? Or do you think that this is really competition is healthy? Those are the questions I have for you. You guys can answer them back to me. You actually can send me emails, you know, or call the hotline and give me your answers if you want. I'm trying to work on ways of making the shows more interactive, if you will. Just like I'm sitting here right now enjoying myself. I mean, it really gets you thinking. Hey, EtherDrive said hi. What's going on, my man? <laughs> Welcome to the J-Man Show. A little different than jams. No music. <laughs> so yeah yeah i'm hoping that you guys can come in and actually talk to me on these shows ever since jams came along things have been um a lot more of a foundation you know i usually do these shows 10 p.m at night you know just get you guys coming in talking like because now or one way or another more worldwide than anything took a good look at the uh locations and um demographics of things so you know just going ahead and keep building this production company the way i need to and that being said, I gotta get back to my first love, guys. A long time ago when J360 Productions started, it was all about the movies. 
Soon enough, I'm going to have to go ahead and swap up projects. But, you know, it's about that time. Things need to be done, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Haha, <laughs> no problem. I like listening to you either way. Hey, thanks, man. Shout-outs to you. Don't worry, though. The show is happening tomorrow. We got some big things happening, speaking of which. Just like when I saw them all piled in like that. I was like, oh, my God. And this is actually pretty cool, Ether Drive, because, you know, as you are responding to me right now, it just goes to show that I can actually do this show or any of the shows portable right now. And I have the grid right here next to me. So, yeah, that means that when I'm out and about or anywhere else, yeah, I can actually do jams on the go. Ha <laughs> ha! Mark the bench. There you go. Yep, benchmarking, y'all. Now, you see, that's how you get ahead of the game on that one. You know, uh, speaking of which, it's all about trying to make the power play portable next time. Actually, there's something I haven't figured out with that yet. Hmm. In addition to, like, I always can write my scripts on the go. Hey, portable setup is all set and ready to go. I love this. R&D and having you guys involved just helps me become a better professional and a better creative. One way or another. And you all thought you didn't help me. (laughs) Actually, you guys do. And you see, like, uh, I found out a few things, though, about Paramount+. Plus. Not only are all of the uh, shows that a lot of us grew up with that was part of Viacom are actually going on that setup, there's even a new reboot of Rugrats happening. Yeah, I took a look at it. Uh, It's supposed to be the original cast coming back, except for the original voice of Chucky, God rest her soul. But it's also CG. Now, before I can hear some of y'all groaning about that, come on now, come on. CG's not bad. It's just a new form of animation that has taken center stage. And, you know, why shouldn't it? I mean, like, things have got to evolve. I mean, like, a lot of people don't really use um, regular film anymore. I think the only people that use regular film is um, the ones that run cans, right? That's the only time you really need to be using, like, you know, reel-to-reels and stuff. You know, one way, the industry has to evolve and grow. So when people go about saying that, you know, CG has no soul or nothing to it, you got to realize this. There's a job involved in that. It's a lot more technical, but you see one way or another, it can make a film better if it doesn't over-rely on it. And if you got something that's animation like this, you know, you know, let's think about it. Like when you got something like this, you know, it's going to be made weekly. You know, it's probably going to have that 65 episode limit. Probably. And it's just one of them kind of things. But also, those of us that grew up with it, unless we really like those characters or really invested in them to that point, we probably aren't even the target market for that. You know? It's kind of like sometimes when you look at like Ren and Stimpy coming back. Remember the adult party cartoon where John K. had unlimited creative control? Remember how it wasn't funny and it was just damn near scarier than the original show ever was? I do. You cannot unforget that. You cannot unsee that. Matter of fact, Ren and Stimpy were a bit, a little. Well, they were already bizarre, but this was even more bizarre than them. The only funny one out of that was when um, Ren went to go see a therapist, and it turned out to be Mister Horse. Now that was funny. And then the second one with uh, Ralph Bakshi ended up becoming the Fire Chief from Fire Dogs. That was funny. But when it gets right down to um, everything else, everything else was weird. And it's not even because of, like, 
the the blatant gay sex they had in the first first uh, episode. Yeah, it was actually a thing. But you know, Ren and Stimpy kind of had that little vibe anyway. You know what I mean? No, what what happened was it was all out there in front of you. You know what I'm saying? It's like one way or another. When you watch an adult based cartoon, they're already gonna be weird and bizarre and stuff like that. And you think it's like the best acid trip ever. But when it's like to the point where it's not funny, you know what I mean? It doesn't take you anywhere. Like, yeah, it, it was very, very bizarre. And um, yeah, yeah, Ether Drive, of course. Like, yeah, you've seen some clips of it, right? Wasn't that some wild stuff? I mean, it, it really makes you think it's like, ew, you know? Whereas like... When you watch the original show, it's like, ew, <laughs> that's wild as hell. He slapped him in the face and everything. And then he spat up hairballs on him. And then Ren was trying to make money from that. Like, that's funny. But when it's like, you know, God, what what didn't they do in that stuff? Because it didn't last long, but it was pretty, it was pretty like, hmm. And you know, it's something when somebody like me doesn't find that funny. Because I laugh at a lot of stuff. But it was just like, eh, no. I remember my dad was, um, this is when I lived with him. But I remember my dad saying, like, hey, you know, they got another season. Did you want me to pick that up for you for, like, your birthday? And I was like, no, no, dad. That, no, it can sit there. I felt the same way about Boondocks Season 3. But I can talk about the Boondocks at another time. Still, at the same time, they were going to try to bring that back as a reboot. And, um, you know... We don't have granddad anymore. So you see what I'm saying? It's one of those kind of things. It happened in its time. And sometimes we cherish that time because that was the way it was. You know what I mean? But when you bring back something, it could either be hit or miss pertaining to like, it would it be something for like you and me to watch. You know what I mean? And then sometimes people will go ahead and reboot something because it's going to get butts in the seat. They try to go ahead and bank on our nostalgia. Which is why, like, you look at the gaming industry sometimes, and they do a lot of re-releases from time to time. Because, you know, one way or another, it keeps the IP fresh. They know you and I will buy it. And one way or another, we'll sit right there and be like, yeah, the tweaks are different. Yeah, you can play as Joker in this reboot. Yeah, you know what I mean? This is very nice. I'm reliving the old. But at the same time, it can get very cumbersome at some point, you know? Oh, okay. What else, Ether Drive? What you got for me, my man? Family Guy is getting weirder, too. And one recent episode, Stewie and Chris kissed, and they're like brothers, and one is an effing baby. WT. Yeah, yeah, that's very true, too. But, you know, there was also an episode where Stewie got, I don't know, tried to get revenge on Brian, and he got pregnant by, like, DNA samples from Brian, and then all of a sudden gave birth in the back of a taxi. <laughs> That Brian was driving. It was it was weird too. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell. Because see some of these things are actually starting to run out of ideas. And you know you got to be perfectly honest. And I don't mean like bias when you enjoy a certain show. You got to look at it like which one you know which one jumped the shark. Like this is as good as it's going to be. It's not going to get any better until someone finally axes it or people stop watching. And, you know, dare I say it, but the Simpsons are kind of like that, too. Even though some of the episodes were actually pretty good from some of the seasons that came out when they did a lot more CG and all. Like, like I said, things have to evolve, but then there comes to that point where, you know, the skeletal framework is the script. 
You understand what I'm saying? Oh, hey, Ether Drive, man. I was sitting right there watching it because there was nowhere else to go. And um, I only gave it one or two chuckles. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was bizarre. But, you know, sometimes there are episodes of kind of like that. I think didn't South Park. But then again, South Park manages to stay fresh because it's not exactly about the kids anymore. It's about everybody being foolish now. You know what I mean? If anything else. And then it used to be about like the outside factors that go on in South Park. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, you quit The Simpsons in season 20 or something. Hey, <laughs> the drive. Yeah, I, I, I stuck along with it because I so, you know, it's always a thing like early Simpsons was the best Simpsons when it comes to animation. And, you know, I love animation to death. Like, I would love to make a bunch of animation-based movies for you all. And hopefully I can, because I'm trying to get some more material around here. So that means I'm going to have to trade up projects. So if I trade up the power play for something, that means that I'm working on a project for you guys. That's going to be, like, the next step and the next level. I'm always reaching towards it. And then I try to see, like, you know, what I can make for you guys. Not necessarily to coddle or pander to you, but to really give you guys something to think about, too, you know? See, pandering to the fans, while sometimes that, that's a good thing, uh, always a good thing, you don't really want to blame your fans on like the mis- you know, misfires of shows, which is another thing that Disney over there does in terms of Lucasfilms and other areas. I always say this, just like, you know, you, you want to go ahead and tell your story too. It's got to be a medium when it comes down to it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm always working on that kind of stuff because everybody sits there and they're like, I want to make the quintessential perfect script. I just want to make a movie. You see what I'm saying? And uh, for those of you out there that are trying to write something, here's the thing. If it's your first draft, you're not going to pull a Ryan Johnson write off, okay? Don't run with that first draft. The first draft is crap. The first draft is you pretty much relearning your alphabet. Write all that stuff down. Walk away from it for about about a day or two. Then go back to it. Start breaking it down. Do your edit. And then at that point, work on your revising. And then you go ahead and get somebody you can trust to read it. And you know, y'all do like a little table read or trade off and stuff. And then you go ahead and do your little markings and you edit it again. And then at that point, take some notes from it. And then go ahead and compile it together. One way or another, it takes like at least three times to get that script readable and ready and then by the time you're getting ready for that production draft you know don't hold back on it that's it and then chances are if you're in a mainstream with a suits meddling in they'll probably go ahead and say oh yeah get a script doctor to go ahead and pull some things out you know and that's usually what happens after it's optioned and after the deal went through and it's really out of your hands you know it sucks when it comes to that but for those of us here in the independent game trying to step our way up you have a little bit more control, and that's why you need to be a little bit more secure and careful with it. Just my whole thing. And then, of course, watch out for distributors that try to scam you. I mean, you could be, like, knee-deep in your production. You could be getting that, you know, that raw draft, or... Actually, it's not the raw draft. It's called a um, the assembly cut together, and they'll find a way to take the money from you. It, it's It's sad. One way or another, it's really sad, and that's why a lot of people have anxiety... And trying to even get to the preliminaries of making a movie. See, the thing about it is, I'm well aware of the problems. But I'm not going to hold back because, you know, I'm not going to live forever. But I want to be able to have at least 
certain circumstances on my movies list here. Yeah, I have a list for everything, don't I? <laughs> movies list here to go ahead and get it done and prepared and ready for you guys. And, you know, in my 30s, in my 40s and all that cool stuff, I'm going to be working on movies for a long time. One way or another, you'll be seeing my name floating around. And not on a wanted poster. For those that have been saying that, which, by the way, at the end of the day, if I am on a wanted poster, I know I look damn good. But you understand what I'm saying. So, yeah, like I look at this kind of stuff and I think that, you know, mainstream entertainment is thirsty. They take from a lot of us and try not to pay us or anything. So you got to be aware of that, too. But here's the thing, like, really step your game up. Go on ahead and invest in making your movie, even if it's something that seems like it sucks. I mean, you step up your game, you make this stuff happen. And who knows? It might be damn entertaining. It might be the one thing that everybody needs. You understand what I'm saying? Like, really? Look at how South Park got started. Like, they're even thinking about giving Beavis and Butthead a sequel movie for Paramount+. Plus. That might actually work. <laughs> because you know why? Because hopefully they won't doctor it up and mess, it, mess with it that much. Because Beavis and Butthead was counterculture before counterculture was cool. You know what I'm saying? That's cool that they're getting a... No, this would be their third chance, right? Well, at least it's cool that they're getting a movie, and that's something that could actually get us back. Not that Paramount got rid of us in the first place. Unless you're a Star Trek fan. Which, by the way, them Star Trek fans, I I feel for you. I really do. The movies tanked. These shows, not so well done. And then, of course, you know, they were banging on nostalgia with that Star Trek Picard series, which didn't solve a damn thing and pretty much ruined the legacy of Picard. Even more so than Insurrection did. Yes, I said it. I'm kind of a Trekkie. (laughs) Yeah, man. Like, I used to love that stuff back in the day, though. But, you know, the thing is, I don't bank on it entirely. Like, we could have different IPs go around. And, like, I remember talking to somebody else I knew about the Cruella movie. Why does Cruella need a movie? Really? You mean to tell me that nobody sits and watches 101 Dalmatians, the live-action movie that came out? Like, or even its lackluster sequel? Or even better, watch the original original? Like, why does she need a movie? And I'm not saying that it's bad for, like, Emma Stone, or if you're an Emma Stone mark or any of those things, you know? Like, she's not a bad actress, and then what I saw in the trailer was aight, but it would have done better as, like, an avant-garde, like, fashion designer movie. Like, you know what I mean? Something like that on its own. Not necessarily, like, take an IP and, like, wrap that around that to go ahead and sell to y'all so she can look like, oh, she's just misunderstood, Jay. She's just misunderstood. No, 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 no. Not buying it. Girl, the girl tried to, actually, I shouldn't even say the girl. She was kind of a hag. But anyway, (laughs) the woman tried to kill 99 puppies to make coats. Okay? She had a passion project. She was willing to go tooth and nail for it. Remember the end of that movie where her eyes were all red like Judge Doom and she was going hell-bent to go after those dogs? Think about it. That's not misunderstood. That's evil as hell. There's a big difference. I'm just saying. So, you know, it's kind of like with Maleficent. Now, a lot of y'all probably disagree with me on this and you have every right to. I'm never going to say that you're not allowed to. 
But, you, you remember when she kind of, you know, she was misled by the king, and then he ended up becoming a bigger a-hole, and she was just misunderstood, whereas when you, like, look at the original Sleeping Beauty, and, and she was a boss, she was pissed because she wasn't invited, she had one way or another to tell those three fairies that they weren't S, and then she looked over at the royal family and said, oh, I got something for y'all, this is a gift for the little one, she better not touch her, touch a spindle when she's 16, because if so, she's going right to death. And needless to say, it would have happened if it wasn't for Meriwether coming up and, um, you know, saying, well, we will turn the curse into sleeping instead of death, which, you know, one way or another led into something. But you see, if anything, that movie completely changed what exactly was established in an animated feature. And then sometimes just to bank on nostalgia like that is lazy. Sometimes it's lazy. Whereas like, you know. A lot of filmmakers back in the day fought tooth and nail and had a lot more practical stuff to deal with to get their movies made. I mean, the production of Robocop alone is something interesting, you know, and the production of Ghostbusters and all these other movies we put on a pedestal. And believe it or not, those two actually had reboots that tanked because of, you know, circumstances. And not only that, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, Etherdrive said something else. Oh, okay. Sequels are not the same anymore like back in the day. That's very true. Very true. Because a lot more retconning. There's a lot more agenda-based stuff in it. Not to say that there isn't a basis in there that they try to tell us about certain things. Because RoboCop more or less was satire about life in the 80s. Let's just be honest. You know, what more consuming and all. And then, you know, I buy that for a dollar and all that kind of stuff. And then not to mention Ed 209 in general. I had many stock options and repair plans and a military grade with Ed 209. Who cares if it worked or not? See, that that right there, that was the mindset of, like, you know, top business professionals. And it still is to this day. It's just, like, nowadays everything's more inclusive due to the powers of social media and all, you know. We know who's being a corrupt businessman. We just can't do anything about it. It's kind of like when you look over at Mark Zuckerberg and his meetings in Washington and stuff like that. That was like, hey, interrogation of an alien, if anything. That could have been a nice Daco series within itself. Or I should say Mako series. Mockumentary. Man, this guy is still partying with the well-known crook. Well, we all know he's the crook, but he doesn't. That is so weird. Like, he can't see the conflicts in the stories. Yeah, I'm watching Columbo at the same time I'm doing this, you know. <laughs> let's see did you watch all the movies there are huh you know so much stuff about everything <laughs> thanks ether drive yeah man uh this is this is what i want to do you know so i always like take notes and i always look into these things so you know just just like how you do with music and all it's just very interesting how things play out but i can see that we're getting closer to the part where colombo is going to really um, wear down this person so that they can go ahead and start confessing after a while because that's the whole point of Columbo. He's going to wear you down first. Then eventually you're going to incriminate yourself or you're going to get caught up in such a way. And that's really cool. I miss detectives like that. Or actually, yeah, yeah, like I said earlier, they still make special victims unit. I mean, they still got, um, what, Chicago PI? Oh, no, PD, PD. I would like to see a Chicago PD. Actually, how about this? Lieutenant Blackson, 
Delaware P.I. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah, now that would be something iconic. And before you try to say, Jerry, you trying to play detective, mind your business. <laughs> and if I ever was in a situation, I could really do it. You know what I mean? It's like after a while, like, I see the way that the entertainment um, industry is going. And I see, like, how they try to bank on the easy so they can go ahead and have that cred, all that money and stuff like that. Like, even now, watching a classic show like this, you know, they'll still throw ads in it because they know that they already got, like, you know, people from Gen, Gen, uh, what Gen is it nowadays? Uh, from Gen X and boomers that'll probably watch this. And I'm not a Gen X or a boomer. I'm a Gen Y or yeah, yeah, I'm a Gen Y. I'm never going to take the M word. Screw that. They try to lump us all in as a group. But I'm a Gen Y, and I love this show because I like the context and the characters and the way it's all set up and built. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is just good writing. Maybe they had a lot of time on their hands then. But, you know, so does any of us when it comes to, like, COVID right now. For those of us that are creators and want to work in this field, like, there's a lot of great scripts that need to be sent to these people. Of course, that I know they probably take them, then they put them in a little area, and if they got the rights to them, you know, they keep it away from you. I'm well aware of that, which is why I'm going to let you in on a secret. If you wrote one story, try to at least have four stories, okay? Try to have more in the pipeline instead of that one. And I know that one was hard. That one was a, <laughs> a real bitch to deal with. I agree. Because when I was in college, man, I had a very nice story. And the thing about that story was, it took me a long time to write it. But that's only because I didn't have that whole idea of balancing my time and making time. Like I do now. Nowadays, I can easily get a script turned out, no problem. But it's just one of those kind of things where it's like, if you took time out of the game, it's hard for you to get back into it. You see what I'm saying? So it's like one of those kind of things. Got to make sure like, like if I'm on hiatus or something like that, chances are I'm working on something for the filmmaking industry. So I'm never really on hiatus, but I do take breaks. I go and take a walk. I go do all those other things, but we're not here just to talk about me, are we? Even though my name's on the show, <laughs> but you know, it's just like one of those kind of things, man. Uh, Ether Drive sent me something else. Speaking of which, I'm working on a story at the moment. More than one, like my new album, will be based on them too. Hey, see, there you go. That's how you do it, my brother. Always stay on that grind. Keep going for it. And things like that. Like, you know, I still want to win my Pulitzer. And I'm going to win my Pulitzer. It might not be this year. But, you know, that 2022 is still looking good. That 2023 is still looking good. And then why just go for one? I'll go ahead and go for multiples. But you got to like what you do, though. Can't just go ahead for that quick solution, which is why oversaturation's a thing, but I'm sure that's the basis for a whole nother episode. But even now, as I'm doing this portable production here, this is actually helpful to me, and I want to give another shout out and thanks to Ether Drive for being in the room, because I was wondering how I come across with you guys when I go portable. And you see, the next thing to do is, is to make sure that this can actually hold the jams tracks. I know it can hold some of them, but I gotta see if it can hold, like, the limit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it hopefully it comes across pretty well because I could see myself probably going on assignment when I go back to doing things for, um, you know, news publications and all. So as I'm doing that, then I got to figure out a way to go ahead and host the show for you all. And I think I might have found it. So that's just the way that goes. Success, baby. One way or another. 
the Jim Mackey get the stuff done. And that's the golden rule here at J360 Productions. Find a way to make things work. You know, you don't ever want to be that guy that says, Oh, I just couldn't because I just couldn't do that. Uh, I just didn't care to do it. You know, things like that. Oh, hey, thanks, man. You've been a big help all night. You know what I'm saying? I respect you for this. This is actually really cool. I wonder how many people can actually fit into the chat. I wonder if everybody can. But hey, we'll have to find that out next time then because um, I think we're about at the end of the episode. Oh, no, we're not. Oh, speaking of which, about Jams 18. Yes, Jams 18 is happening tomorrow at 10 p.m. Okay? 10 p.m. Eastern. Adjust for time. A lot of great debuts are happening. And, of course, you know, 40 tracks, lots and lots of entertainment. And if you're able to tune in live, I suggest, you know, come on in, sit in the chat room like me and Ether Drive are right now, and let's just have a conversation and just make it a grand party like it's supposed to be, you know. That's just the way it needs to be. Oh, you'll be there, huh? All right, all right. I will see you there then because <laughs> I'm loving this. And you know what? Hey, why wait? Jams 19 is going to be coming along too. Yep. I've been working on that as well, y'all. I've been trying to figure out a few ways of keeping things together, but it was just sitting there and I had an itch to scratch and I was like, hey, let's do this. <laughs> so in addition to working on some of the retro stuff for the power play, I was over there messing around with Jams 19. Because <laughs> I know a lot of y'all sent me some things as I designed a lot. And it's wild too, because I was like, I wonder where all the songs are. And then I went ahead on the email and needless to say, uh, Jams has a fan base. <laughs> and a lot of people don't want to contribute to it. And it's cool that you guys do that because it keeps me going, y'all. And one way or another, I want to help you all out. Now, I do have to say this, though. Some people have been sending one track. I can't play one track on Jams, y'all. Remember the standard. Two tracks. One track's not going to be enough. You want to have that encore presentation, don't you? Two tracks. Don't even be embarrassed about it. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't even have to be mastered. I mean, if you feel comfortable with the experiment or the homework edit, come on and bring it in. And I, I've also noticed that some people were like, it's just a synthwave show. Oh, no, no, no. On contraire. You see, synthwave was primarily on it. Jams is a music show, baby. Jams is open for all genres. Uh, okay, country. Why, why? Why? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I don't mind country music entirely, but at the same time, you know, it's one of those kind of things. It's open for all genres. And I also know a guy who actually mixed synth and country at one time. Did a fantastic job, by the way. He'll be on the list tomorrow. But the thing is, is this, right? This is for all of you local musicians and all of you other musicians out there that are in the indie market. You're still trying. You're reaching. And I'm going to help you along the way. But remember, it's all about how you look, okay? And how you submit that stuff in, that's your band stage. That's you. How you look right there, how you market yourself, that's you. Two tracks, okay? Don't get lazy. You get lazy, you get lazy results. And you, you really work very hard not to be lazy, right? Think about it. You didn't go through all that planning and beat making and all that preparation just to, you know, be lazy. One of them kind of things to think about. But 
that's all I got to say about uh, jams right now. And um, speaking of which, what other closing argument do I have? <laughs> yeah, I have opening arguments and closing arguments. But, you know, that's just how it goes with these closing arguments here. But, um, yeah, that's about it for right. Oh, yes, yes, yes. One more thing. Hangouts. Okay, hangouts. In terms of people that want to be on that show, email me first. At j360productions at outlook.com, put hangouts in the subject line, and then tell me how does March and April look for you? And what we do for hangouts is is usually like in the beginning of the week per se, or at least by that Saturday. That's usually how things go about. And then sometimes we could even do it live on that Friday if you want to. You know what I'm saying? We'll have a good time with this. It's all up to you and how comfortable you feel. But talk to me. And then we can go ahead and get some things set up. And for those of you musicians out there, it's a spotlight for you. It's a way for you to sell yourself. So prep yourself well and talk to me about a few things. Like, let's just have a good time. And there is no language barrier, okay? (laughs) Well, I mean foul language barrier. If you got to cuss or get something off your chest, (laughs) chances are that's the show to do it. That's why it's called The Uncut Show. Letting you all know that right now. But one way or another, you're hanging out with me, and we're all having a good time, and it's all about you. You see what I'm saying? So that's why we're having a good time with this. Setting up everything, getting it together. And if you want to hang out with me and Lucifer on like one of our um, adventures on Hangouts, <laughs> I'm sure he'll be open to the idea as well. So yes, I'm getting things set up left and right here for that show's production. And uh, let's see, Ether Drive asked me a question, so Hangouts is like an interview or something. It can be. It can be that or a panel, depending on the situation and depending on how the episode's designed. And see, for the interview, for like musicians like you, definitely an interview setting. Because I really want to get to know you guys on that level. Not that I haven't, but I really want to talk to you guys here on the show. And y'all have been a big help for me in jam, so this is my way of giving back. You know, one of many ways that is. <laughs> so we're going to have a good time with this one, guys. And I mean, a lot of things are coming together for it. Um, speaking of which, somebody asked me about Jams' anniversary. But I've already said enough about Jams, so you'll just have to wait for that tomorrow. And um, speaking of which, i got to get on out of here now. Because <laughs> I think Columbo just caught the crook. Hell, I'd like to participate sometime. I really love that. I miss speaking English. <laughs> Well, you know, Ether Drive, guess what? I'm going to go ahead and try to get some things set up because um, we got a list here to make. <laughs> but until then, y'all, y'all take it easy. This is the J-Man signing off. I hope you enjoyed the double special tonight. There will be more to come, but I got to get on out of here, okay? So y'all take it easy and peace.